0: welcome to dig it i hope you're all having a beautiful friday morning i'm trying to wake up myself so I'm trying to shake this off get in the game i'm here with my two lovely ladies the sharp edge and of Corey's Diggs. what's happening
1: morning sunshine <laughs> morning buttercup I'm
0: struggling yeah early for me these times are ridiculous
1: i know we always give you a hard time with it too
2: <laughs> we're but all
0: on they, such different schedules they just expect me to be up and ready now at
2: hey i'm totally five cool in the today. morning later in the day
0: or it's too <laughs> late we've already started recording <laughs>
2: <laughs> so what's uh, up? what are you guys seeing on on all the you know we're all kind of mixed in on different platforms now what are you guys noticing
1: well they each have their own vibe that's for sure and so really trying to get a feel for gab it's probably in my opinion the closest to twitter now that parlor is gone so there are some similarities but i do think that the uh the gab crowd is actually a little bit more more informed than the twitter crowd um there's still there's still a lot of negativity like there was on twitter but not as bad i would say that's my opinion
2: yeah there's not as much vile fighting stuff because you don't have nearly as many trolls over there um and hopefully that that doesn't uh the troll attack doesn't come in like a tsunami but i notice like i bounce around you you can feel totally different vibe going from from Twitter to Gab, I go into Twitter and I just, I just want to throw up. It's so toxic. It's just, it's like everybody's screaming, you know, and they're they're it, It's like you walked into Gossip Central and everyone's talking about, well, she's not wearing makeup or she's this, or they're talking about this over here. And it's just very, um, I don't know. For me, I, I, I do a glance over these things and I feel like Everyone's stuck in this loop. It's like this perpetual freaking loop of a hamster wheel of calling people out, which, which we do need to call some people out. Obviously, you know, if we have evidence of corruption and stuff, that, my God, that definitely needs to get out there. But I'm talking about all these little things like where people can spend hours and hours on one single little topic that is not going to have really any bearing on our future. And I feel like there's a lot of wasted energy and, and time going into uh, unproductive ventures. You know, I I feel like people should be taking action right now and doing things to build up in their communities. And, um, and I'm working on some stuff. I've been, I've been thinking through some stuff and I have ideas and I'm, I'm planning on, you know, working on some stuff in that direction and, and, putting together some ideas and stuff for people to start building on. But we need other, you know, thinkers out there on building. We need to build up. If they keep us in this perpetual loop, this never-ending loop of everyone just arguing and arguing and arguing, because we see how far that got us these last four years, right? That's not going to help all of us. And it's like. It, trying to wake other people up at this point. Um, gosh, there's a fine line there because I feel like there's so many people stuck in the mud that it's like, you got to leave those troops behind in the mud and and you got to move forward. And maybe because you can't get through to them, right? When people are in fear, they react from emotion. So you, you just can't get through to these But when we start building up and we build these new systems and within communities on local levels and everything, maybe it's seeing that, seeing how everyone is choosing to live, how everyone is choosing to be uh, more free, not in fear, that that will be what kind of opens their eyes because words just aren't doing it. And, you know, we're, we're more than 80 million strong. I'm sure there's plenty of millions out there that are that are plenty woke that just you know maybe they didn't vote. I don't know but I just feel like we need to make this massive shift right now. What do you guys think? what are you seeing?
1: Yeah like getting into the the petty uh, gotcha you know scenarios between you know squabbling over little little tidbits here and there in the daily news cycle is a waste of time really tackling the big issues and coming up with not just complaints, but solutions, you know, right. um, I think needs to be the focus. And like you said, you know, it's everybody has free will. Everybody has a choice to make. Some people are stuck in a cycle. Some people um are still unaware of what's going on. But at some point you have to say, is it willful ignorance because you, the information's out there? You've just chosen not to look at it or accept it because of you, it. It contradicts your your ideologies, so you know it's it's still a personal responsibility thing for me. Where we you know at, at, we're gonna give you the information. But it's really up to each individual on whether or not they want to accept that and um, make a choice based off of that or not. And we just keep moving forward regardless of you know what personal choices people make either way and right. uh wasting time on getting stuck in those little petty squabbles of the daily news cycle you know I think it's funny you know I I, I like to laugh a little bit sometimes you know and oh, I no. get the, the memes of you know Jen Psaki or whatever right. during the day but just, uh, just not really spending a whole lot of time on um on that little petty stuff and really focusing on tackling the big issues seems to be where my head's at lately.
2: Right. And what do you think, Baker? And we also didn't let everyone know what we're going to cover today. Yeah. (laughs) We spaced that one.
0: Yeah. You you just went straight on with it. I didn't even have a chance in that. (laughs) Oh, my bad.
2: I just let you go, man. Don't worry. My fault. My fault. Now,
0: now what, uh, what, what I think is that there's just, there is, so many people that are so heavily indoctrinated, and let's take, uh, for example, uh, AOC the other day that came out sputer bullshit. Uh, said she was in fear for her life, and she was hiding, and she wasn't even in the capital building. No, right? oh, I know she got yeah. called
1: out hard for, she got that. <laughs> out hard for oh, that. yeah,
0: right? but if the, uh, you know, there was maps drawn and those video and everything. But still, her simps are, you know, backing her up and, you know, her, her little army of communists. But if you can't wake up to people to honest or, like, just straight facts
2: mm-hmm. that,
0: you know, this woman is clearly lying. She's clearly emotionally manipulating her base. Oh, yes. um, and if they can't see through that, well, then I'm at a stage where I'm just like, screw it, man. Like, I'll... I'll I, I'll, I'll put that information out there. I'll call them out for it, but um, you know, it, in the end of the day, I don't really care about them anymore. It's more about people that I can affect and can help, and people that have some brain cells. Which is the best way I can put it. Mm. I'm, I'm not going to bother with anything else anymore. It's
2: just so yeah. I hear you. Yep. yep. So, what are we going over today, guys? Um,
0: we're going to cover, what are we going to cover?
2: Uh, Florida, uh,
0: DeSantis goes war against big tech, citing censorship for Trump. Uh, we're going to cover an article from you, Corey. We're going to talk about the stonks. Uh, Marjorie Green is a good one to talk about because her the attack on her at the moment is quite um quite hard. Uh, Arizona Senate resolution arrest. Uh, what else have we got?
2: We got the gun control bill. That's a big one.
0: Run the gun control bill.
2: Yeah, and a statement Saki made today. We have uh, just a couple things to mention there on the whole COVID vaccine crap. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so off, I, I'm just loving Desantis. And I think a lot I of know. people were skeptical of him in the you know early on, and and he's proving himself to uh, have some balls here yeah you know, i'm a fan liking
0: this yeah we're seeing we're seeing a a, a new merge from uh a, like a real populist party getting shown now where they had a real characters who really have balls to stand against those old neocons in the mm-hmm. republican party which have become so glowy at the moment it's it's not funny they really showed their true colors through this stage
2: Oh, yeah.
0: And, yeah, they have. You know, so you re- you're really seeing who's what people are on your side. I mean, I'll call politicians dodgy in a way, but every now and then you, you get a good one. And we're, we're seeing a couple really, like, you know, poke their head out. Matt Gates being another one who's fighting extremely hard.
1: Yes, he mm-hmm. is. Yeah. He is. Yeah, so this week, Florida Governor DeSantis declared war on big tech, basically, in Florida. So he's introduced legislation in Florida, and that's the first of its kind in the country. And I hope to see more. I hope there's going to be some other governors that follow suit. But this legislation is to protect the Florida citizens basically on their privacy from big tech, to consider big tech algorithms, you know, the boosting and the suppressing of certain candidates as campaign contributions. And to allow Florida citizens to bring lawsuits against big tech for deplatforming. So the proposal is going to include mandatory opt outs from big tech content filters, fines of $100,000 per day for tech companies that suspend candidates for elected office in Florida. Daily fines for any company that uses their content and user-related algorithms to suppress or prioritize the access of any content related to a political candidate or a cause that's on the ballot.
2: Hmm.
1: Disclosure requirements for tech companies that favor one candidate over another and gives power to the attorney general and citizens to bring cases against tech companies who violate these conditions so this is pretty awesome i'd love to see how this goes in the legislative session he says there there is a big fight ahead in the legislative session but they're buckled up and ready for it is what he said And so this is looking really positive. Um, It's like I said, it's the the first of its kind on how aggressive their approach is on big tech and their manipulation. I just wanna make this, uh, read this quote because I thought it was pretty well said by DeSantis. He said, at the 21st century, online technology represented tools to liberate Americans from reliance on distrusted legacy media outlets. As social media proliferated over the past decade, citizens could directly connect with large numbers of people and could cut out corporate media outlets entirely. Over the years, however, these platforms have changed from neutral platforms that provided Americans with the freedom to speak to enforcers of preferred narratives. What began as a group of upstart technology companies from the West Coast, has since transformed into an industry of monopoly communications platforms that monitor, influence, and control the flow of information in our country and among our citizens. Mm -hmm. So this is great. I mean, I I hope that this uh, has a lot of success in the legislative session. And I hope some other states follow suit here. What do you guys think?
2: Oh, it's brilliant. I, I, I hope this goes through, you know, you remember not long ago, he instructed the state to pull funds from, uh, gosh, don't quote me on this, but I think it was like Apple, Google, and Facebook. Wasn't it? You remember that? Cause, cause remember. you know, like the states have portfolios and they invest and he, he said, we're no longer going to invest in those companies. Nice. So, I mean, he's not, he's not messing around.
1: Yeah, I think there should be some other states that try to um, mimic what Florida does. I think they're probably watching it closely to see what kind of success it has. Um, But there's some other conservative states that I wouldn't be surprised that follow suit.
2: Right. If only we could get those in the blue states, too.
1: (laughs) Mm, Yeah, not not going to happen, I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well,
0: it's places like Florida and then Totally away from America in general. I mean, places like Poland, who are taking a massive legal route against Big Brother, and it is just generally mostly the populist countries. Um, I think India has just filed some sort of suit as well. I have to recheck on that, but I, I, they they really opened Pandora's box with this. Like, like I said uh, last month, I think, in in a podcast, that they've they they really overplayed their hand and they're in for some really hard legal battles. Now, of course, they're probably going to get backed up by the federal government because they're all in their pocket, but it's definitely going to be something to uh, keep an eye on.
2: Well, the other thing, too, is, you know, I I don't know what sort of carryover we could see from this, but this would definitely set a precedent. You know, I realize this is specific to candidates. However... It would definitely set precedence if they could get this through.
1: Yeah, definitely. hundred percent. So, but the problem is the money, the, the money that big tech has um, that f- – funds a lot of these candidates that they prefer and you know on the right and the left you know and uh, they all want that money so it's really hard for these well I I shouldn't say it's really hard it's just that a a lot of these politicians are so corrupted by that that they just don't ever want to go against big tech because that is their bread and butter right yeah Yeah, and that kind of gets into what's going on with the GOP right now. Um, There's a big battle going on for the heart, the soul, the future of the GOP. On one hand you have Liz Cheney and the other hand you have Marjorie Taylor Greene, um, both representing total polar opposites of what the GOP was and is trying to be. So with Marjorie Taylor Greene, there's this battle in Congress right now over her and Green's been a strong supporter of the president, of President Trump. She objected to the Electoral College votes. She filed articles of impeachment against Biden on his first full day in (laughs) office. (laughs) She also, back in 2019, created a White House petition to impeach Pelosi for treason. So but for these these are the actual reasons why the establishment is going hard after her but they're really using the cover of the events of january 6th to do it and they're using her social media as ammunition um to claim that she's you know a crazy conspiracy theorist because she's liked or retweeted or reposted various different things and um just all on issues that they are saying are dangerous or debunked or inciting violence. And these are all on topics of, say, the deep state, people in power who have committed treason, which is punishable by death, certain events like 9-11 conspiracies, the Parkland shooting being a false flag, and so on. So they're all just trying to paint her as this dangerous conspiracy theorist and uh, in light of the events of January 6th, um you know that she's going to incite more violence um because (laughs) of her irresponsibility on social media right so So we um, need to
2: remove her from the education and budget committees immediately while meanwhile let's leave swalwell in who sleeps with the enemy
1: bingo so green has come out and responded to all this she's denounced all acts of violence including violence by antifa and blm which is funded by act blue with democrat accomplices including elon omar aoc and kamala to Mm -hmm. which there has been no outreach or no no calls for removal from office right of course so the establishment's going hard after marjorie the house is voting this week actually thursday by the time this comes out we'll know more this this podcast comes out we'll know more on how that went the House is voting to remove her from her committee assignments. Kevin McCarthy has called this a Democrat power grab, basically, mm-hmm. and pointed out exactly what you just pointed out, Corey, which is that the Democrats have done nothing to remove Eric Swalwell from his House until committee uh, position, even though he's been compromised by a Chinese spy. They have not done nothing and made no attempts to remove Elon Omar for her anti-Semitic rhetoric. Although I will note as a side note there is a proposal to this uh uh, there is a gop-backed amendment to this measure on marjorie green that is calling for elon omar to be removed from her committee assignments so if they're going to remove uh green gop is saying fine then you know you're gonna have to remove omar too right so we'll see what how that goes but um and, and the decision that they make here um, on Marjorie is really going to show us more about where the GOP stands and where it's going in the future, because there is really a battle um, bet- between separate factions within the the GOP, um, meaning like the establishment, the neocons, like you were talking about, Speaker, and this these these pro-Trump, MAGA, America First, populist um, representatives. So. This yeah. gets, this gets into the, uh, the thing with Liz Cheney mm. that's going on now too. And, um, if you go, I think one tab over speaker, it talks about that. Yeah. So Liz Cheney, who's the daughter of Dick Cheney and total neocon establishment type, she's the third highest Republican, um, in the house of representatives as the house, um, The house conference chair so she's the one leading the charge on this impeachment 2.0 of president trump and that has a lot of republicans and a lot of people in wyoming and around the country really pissed off Mm -hmm. um yeah and so and she has a really low approval rating i think it's like uh 13 percent would re-elect her or something but it's really really low um so Uh yeah, Matt Gaetz, uh, he was in Wyoming just last week at this rally. People were pumped. I mean, he gave a really, really superb speech. I know at this point, you're just like, "Ugh, speeches all talk like we need action. But uh, as you were saying, speaker, Matt Gates really is one of those voices that we have right now that's really actually fighting. Um, so but he was in Wyoming last week um, at a rally calling for Liz Cheney's removal. Um, from her position as um, as chair Uh, and uh, but the problem is that the GOP leadership they've refused to remove her from the conference chair position um, at this point and a lot of it I think has to do with money Um, you know there's there's Big donors, lobbyists, special interests, big tech for example, oh, yeah. they're, they're withholding tons and tons of money and they, that is a major issue that the GOP is facing right now is this uh, this competing for donations, right? Yeah. And uh, they don't want to lose those donations so they're you know being forced or they, they think they are being forced to tow the establishment line. Um, but, you know, as Matt Gates has pointed out that, you know, Trump really kind of created a whole new model, this populist model where, and Matt Gates is actually part of that because he doesn't receive um, these, these donations from, you know, big donors and lobbyists and stuff. So there is a way to be successful. Um, as a populist candidate. The GOP is just in this battle right now of where they're going to go and how they're going to define themselves. Are they going to um, toe the line for the establishment so they can get those big donors? Or are they, gonna t- are they going to represent, you know, the populist movement and, um, and go that route? But, you know, so they voted on Wednesday um on whether or not to keep cheney in her position and only 61 republicans voted to remove cheney while 145 republicans voted to keep her uh, in that position which tells you everything uh about where they're while while all
2: these inner battlings are going on in our government people out here are starving are jobless and but don't worry your 1400 dollars is on the way to save the day yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah, it looks like right now the GOP corrupt establishment is dominating through this. But I, I do think the Republican uh, Republicans who sold us out um, are going to get primaried, like Liz Cheney already has since she's announced this whole, you know, impeach Trump thing. Uh, mm-hmm. She's already got two primary opponents. So um, it, it's it's a battle. It's a battle yeah. that's going on right now for the heart and soul and the future of the GOP, and we need to pay attention and see where this goes. Um, if they're going to actually represent we the people or not, basically,
0: right? Exactly. I, th- I, th- I think Marjorie, I think interests. Yeah, I think Marjorie Green is a good example of a, a politician that the people have put in there and the people right. want in there, and because. She does seem like she's uh, unbreakable, uncoerced. Uh, it wouldn't be really surprised me if they've thrown bribes at her already, uh, left, right, and center to try to get her to shut up. Doesn't seem like that's taken. Uh, hence, hence why they've uh, gone this unprecedented measure, where you know one political party can try to silence another member of the political party Yeah, completely. It's um. It's unprecedented, but what, it everything we're saying this year is unprecedented, and I don't think it's going
2: to stop. Oh, yeah, it's got to stop. We're living in a lawless country right now. Wait, wait, oh, we thanks. are all of it. Crazy. Well, speak,
1: speaking of a lawless, can I get into this? Uh, do we have time to talk about what's going on the latest in Arizona with the uh, the audits and all that?
2: Go for it. Sure.
1: Yeah, so everybody knows about how um, the Arizona Senate had subpoenaed the Maricopa County Board to um, turn over the machines and the mail-in ballots and all of that, and they defied those subpoenas. So, like, for two months now, they've been back and forth about, you know, defying these subpoenas without any kind of repercussion. Like, if you defied a subpoena, would you get arrested? Oh, Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So this week, the um, Arizona Senate, uh, all of the Republicans, all 16 of the Republicans in the Arizona Senate um, supported a resolution to arrest Maricopa County supervisors for failure to turn over access to the voting records. So this is going to go to a vote in the full Senate, but the uh, Republicans have the majority. So it's expected to pass, meaning that they are really um, flexing here on possibly arresting some people if they don't actually turn over the machines and the uh, mail-in ballots and all of the the records basically
2: that would be glorious if that actually and, happened and,
0: and this goes back to the point that corey's made time and time again that the majority of change really happens on a state level so that the way it, the majority of change, real change,
2: has mm-hmm. to happen
0: at the state level and the local level.
2: Right. Yep. Most definitely.
0: Because, I mean, if this was going to go into the federal Senate, uh, the, pff, nothing would happen.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: So. so- so here's where we're at right now. So Maricopa County Board is saying, oh, no, we're going to do our own audits. We've got two different companies. See how, <laughs> how you know, we're, we're going to not just do one, we'll do two. But mm. so the problem is they're using t- these companies that are using ProVNV and SLI. Well, ProVNV, for example, uh, that was the same company that Raffensburger used in Georgia for their audit. So that tells you what you need to know about them. Right. And both the companies have been used by Dominion in the past for audits. Mm-hmm. So basically, the Arizona Senate does not trust the companies that Maricopa County is using for good reason um, for these audits. And the Senate, the Arizona Senate, wants to do their own independent audit using their own independent firm for that. And kind of reminds me up. of
2: it. Reminds me of Bill Gates Global Fund where they do their own internal audits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't worry we're on the up and up
0: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's such a jerk
1: yeah well you know again it's still all talk at this point let's see what happens let's see what happens if people actually get arrested or if machines and you know data gets actually turned over to the arizona senate
2: for an audit yeah so on this on this next one here on the gun control bill holy cow i saw this and i was like (laughs) I was reading through this going, this, this can't be real. This can't be legit. I I just, it's ludicrous. It's the most ludicrous bill you will ever read. And people need to make some serious noise about this because if you think they aren't capable of passing something like this, just look back in time at everything else they've passed. Look at the abortion laws that they've passed. So we're talking about mandating the registration of all firearms and ammunition across the country. And they want these like public databases, right? So you have all your information in there. And we're talking not just the uh, general license, but if you have an antique firearm display license or a military style weapon license, they want to ban 50 caliber ammo. They want to require mental health exams. I'll come back around to that one. They want to ban all magazines that hold more than 10 rounds. They want to establish a national ammo registry so the government knows who owns what ammo. They want to mandate civil liability insurance for gun owners. And they want to make you pay $800 a year to get a national license to own a firearm or ammo. And here's the thing. They're calling this... um, Oh, I don't have it in front of me. But so so uh, Sheila Jackson Lee is the one who who sponsored this originally. It's HR 127, and I'll put the link below. Um but it's called, can you scroll to the top speaker? Sure. It's it's called the uh sub, and I'm gonna probably butcher this, Sabika Sheik Firearm Licensing and Registration Act. Okay, so Sabika Shriek. Sheik, sorry, was an exchange student from Pakistan that was killed in a shooting at Santa Fe High School near Houston in 2018. This is this is who we're naming this after. And this psychological evaluation. So that, so we're talking requiring a mental health exam in order to buy a gun or ammo. And I have to read this part to you because it just it just blew me away. So it's Conducted in accordance with this paragraph, if the evaluation is conducted in compliance with such standards as shall be established by the Attorney General. The evaluation is conducted by a licensed psychologist approved by the Attorney General. As deemed necessary by the licensed psychologist involved, the evaluation included a psychological evaluation of other members of the household in which the individual resides. And as part of the psychological evaluation, the licensed psychologist interviewed any spouse of the individual, any former spouse of the individual, and at least two other persons who are a member of the family (laughs) or an associate of the individual to further determine the state of the mental, emotional, and relational stability of the individual in relation to firearms. I mean, wow. So they—they're already labeling
1: us domestic terrorists. So they're going to start n- labeling right. MAGA, MAGA people as psychologically unstable. So oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, this is unbelievable. And you really have to read through this bill because there's there's a bunch of other crap on the ammunition prohibition of certain ammunition as well. This is so. This just strips away your Second Amendment right altogether. together. Boom. This is a direct so, a direct. We
1: knew. We knew this was going to happen. Oh yeah, we've been
2: worrying about this for years.
1: Well, as soon as Biden was inaugurated, there was a huge, massive surge. Look, January 2021 was the largest, like record breaking. So two million, over two million. Uh, b- criminal background checks for, like, when you purchase a gun, right? Over right. two million. So, so that was a surge, an increase of seventy five percent compared to the previous January. So, and twenty twenty oh, yeah. was all that whole year. Twenty twenty was record breaking in gun purchases. Twenty twenty one is outpacing that because people are aware of what kind of restrictions we could expect from the Biden administration on. Uh, the second amendment and when you go to the gun store uh whenever you go to a a store to purchase a gun there's already the shelves are completely bare there is no ammunition at this point i mean it's really hard to find
2: right Right. Yeah. And then there was that, um, I don't have it in front of me, but remember a while back there was, well, it probably wasn't that long ago time completely like time doesn't even exist for me. So, but you remember the whole buyback thing they were talking about introducing as well, Mm. buying back your guns. Yeah. So we can see how they're moving with all of this and everyone needs to make some serious noise. Uh, they're gonna because if they start with some sort of buyback program the next thing is just going to be a out and out gun grab um this is this is outlandish this well, is the most insane bill i've seen yet
0: yeah well this this bill is chucked out there to specifically target the fact that to make it impossible for you to get
2: a gun mm-hmm. yep it's ridiculous so So everyone needs to make some noise on that one. And uh, there's all kinds of wonderful things they're trying to do right now and executive orders. He's, uh, Biden's been thrown out there. And um, so James, James Fitzgerald, he he writes for me um, on occasion and he just published an article called who will dare eat from the tree of four Biden fruit. So I'll put the link below on that, but he kind of covers the first week of Biden being in, as well as some information that's come out about uh, Trump and and his, his team and the office of uh, Donald J. Trump that he's created at Mar-a-Lago. And so we've got you know, a good mix of information in this article. And then I also had published this over this past week here, I just did a real short um oh that's the same one yeah the next one down clear your mind and recalibrate and the reason I say this and it's funny because I get um pushback from some people on this you can't stop you can't (laughs) stop right now we're in the middle of a battle and well that was kind of my whole point of the article actually was because I feel like um So many people are on the hamster wheel. You know, sometimes you just have to like step back and step outside of something for a few days, maybe even a week or two and get some damn clarity and, and focus on yourself and focus on your health and, and sort of recalibrate, right? Get organized, get all the clutter out of your house, out of your life. Think clearly because we are in a different ball game right now. And everyone is still caught in that loop. And you, you can't see clearly until you get out of that damn loop and off the hamster wheel for a little bit, you know, to see yeah. like what, how to focus your energy moving forward and what's most important and how to prioritize it all. So that's, that's what that article was about. And it was really, it was a short article. But that's it's so important. helpful
1: for me. Yeah. Go ahead, speaker.
2: No, it's okay. You
0: continue. Go on.
1: Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, because like uh, anytime that I'm facing a problem, just like a, a, a small problem, but just like something that's really irritating and I'm trying and I'm trying to fix it and I cannot mm-hmm. come up with the solution. And then I, I'm like, you know, I've reached a breaking point. I step away for 30 minutes, an hour, a day, whatever. Right. And I go back and I look at that same problem with fresh eyes and a fresh perspective. And boom, there's the solution yeah so that clarity that stepping away for a moment just to recalibrate actually does help me personally right and
2: that's what we need right now is we need we need the solutions we need the entrepreneurs and the builders and the creators and the leaders to take charge um not not be stuck on this hamster wheel they want everyone stuck in on 50 million different distractions that aren't going to help us moving forward you know
0: yeah i mean we can we can stay there and we can we can attack these people left, right, and centre, uh, but that's what we've been doing for four years anyway. Right. It's like it, like this, this battle's not going anywhere. It's um, you know, we've we've dug our feet into the dirt pretty deep. I, I don't think we could lose leave if we wanted to. I mean, right. Right. <laughs> I, I think for some of us, this is more than just uh, a job. You know, it it is a calling, and we do generally care about this planet and these countries. And we do want to try to do our bit to uh, help it and to bring it back to a better world and a better place. But in in saying that, it does take a lot out of you. I mean, like uh, Edge and I, you know, we we go back and forth every now and then and we try to lift each other up and help each other. uh, But, you know, there's There'll be some days where I'm just completely out of it, man. Like, I don't want to see what's going on. I've, I've been hit with it really hard emotionally, physically, whatever. And I just, I need to take a break. I Sometimes I do need to sit down and, you know, watch a TV series or something and just clear my head. Right. And I, that's I think that's really important.
2: Yeah. I mean, we're going through a lot right now. This is some shocking stuff. This is some heavy duty stuff. And, uh, you know, people are angry people are in fear. We kind of have two different, two different sides of fear right now. You know, we have the people that are fearing the pandemic that are believing everything the talking heads are saying, who aren't putting out the actual facts. And then we've got the people fearing who are more aware of the actual data and are, and are fearing where, how far they're going to take this moving forward. And not just with that, with the COVID, but it all intertwines with their, they're intentionally intertwining the whole climate crisis and all of these other, you know, executive actions that are rolling out. Um, It's all part and parcel. So So it's a lot to digest.
0: Because there is a lot of people out there that are, that are in tune. I mean, people that listen to this, people that listen to other uh, content creators that are getting smacked off platforms for obvious reasons. I mean, there's a reason people don't want you to hear them. Um, is I th- I think that we're more in tune to looking at the little nuances of what's happening, and we have been looking at them for you know some people have been doing this for thirty years. I mean, and some people are just recently doing it, but we're we're noticing the nuance of our uh, crumbling civilization. Um, mm-hmm. a, a society, a civilization, a way of life that cannot sustain itself on the path that it's going at, because it right. will crack under its own weight. And we're watching this from our schools uh, to our entertainment to uh, p- the political system, um, law, to law, to law, <laughs> to judges, to, to everything. I mean, the corruption—it's so deep, it's so ingrained. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we're watching this and we're paying attention to this. We're, we're not caught in the bubble of uh, the, the cycle that everything's okay and believing everything we see on TV. We're just, we're, we're not those people. And there's but a lot it, of people like that.
2: It's a massive transformation that we're all going through, and we're all going through it through different sets of eyes. And um, so we got to make of it what we want to make of it. Instead of always being on the defense, we need to get on the offense you
0: know and and that goes into the vid that we put out the other day the game is rigged which i think is actually one of edges i and and i's better podcasts. actually it kind of flowed really well but um <laughs> speaker.
1: yeah thanks i know he thanks. kills it on the graphics each week <laughs> I mean, yeah
0: just threw it together um <laughs> but in in this we you know we we do explain to you how how Bad things are on on different institutional levels, and with certain things, and uh, you know just how it's turned against us. I mean, we, we saw that with the stocks this week. I mean, I can go straight into that. But what what, what we saw on Wall Street last week was a great example of uh, the upper class not. Or call them the upper class of the elites people get upset with me when i call that but i just it's uh it's just the terminology i use it's not that i actually think they're elites so you can back off me on right. that one right. um, <laughs> but um, no. so so what, what happened with wall street bets and them gaming Well, not gaming the system i mean they, they, they did exactly what the hedge companies do uh they use publicly traded information to make a good decision as a group, as a conglomerate, to actually screw this other company and make some money in in the process. Now, what we, what we saw from that, the reaction that we saw from that, from Wall Street, from the elites, from the backers and the hedge funds, and don't be surprised, government officials as well, of course, uh, that have their hand in the pie here, um, is a, a, a complete... A complete obvious showing of corruption from uh, these trading apps that are clearly controlled by these hedge funds. I mean, they shut down the stock, they shut down trading halfway through the day, wouldn't let people sell, wouldn't let people buy. Mm. And, and, And this app was Robinhood, the one that got the most hits, which is now facing over 30 class action lawsuits for blocking stock buyers. But these mm. law, but these lawsuits lawsuits have been done by people that have been affected. On the other side of things, you've got the uh, SEC, which is pro- probing uh, the social media posts of the Wall Street bets guys. Right. So you've got this. <laughs> you, you've got these two different narratives, right? You've got the people that should be investing the insider trading of these big companies, these hedge funds. Uh, right just shilling for these big head funds and going after these independent investors that just happened to beat the system this one time. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. yep. We have Yellen, which is mm-hmm. the Treasury Secretary, meeting with the SEC and the Federal Reserve this week to determine what kind of quote-unquote actions are going to be, need to be taken against these Redditors. So well, uh, it's pretty Redditors, clear. Redditors,
0: Nazis, um, right wing. Yeah extremists they painted them everything under the book oh
2: yeah
1: and and then of course yellen's not um she she had to receive a waiver an ethics waiver to even be able to conduct this kind of a meeting because she's received over eight hundred thousand dollars from um citadel who's involved (laughs) in all of this um because citadel was the one who bailed out or tried to bail out melvin capital and so on so um it's really hard for her to uh you know to not have some kind of bias here when she's receiving huge speaking fees like that um right. from these big bankers and uh then you have like elizabeth warren who's calling for <laughs> for <laughs> investigations and this is all, all to you know to go against um these these individual retail Investors, not against the huge banks who pressured Robinhood to stop oh, of the sales. Oh, they—they so. they,
0: they sacrificed Robinhood completely. i mean, that—that that app, that trading platform, will never be the same. It's—it's it's come back and it's trying to get some goodwill here, but uh, traders are a fickle bunch. They—they—they. Yeah. They, 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 they they don't like this sort of shit, uh, especially when it's um, jeopardizing their money. Even the even the oh, low yeah. tier investors, you know, if you if you're going to stop them from buying, uh, or selling, or you know making good gains on on on, on any share that they've got, any stock that they've got, they they're, they're going to go to another company that will let them. And there was a lot of companies that uh, did continue. So so obviously you know not. Not all these companies are created evil, uh, equal. Not all of them are, uh, in, you know, being played like mannequins by these big hedge funds, these big corporations. I mean, there's one that uh, my brother uses uh, called Swab and they kept trading right through uh, because they, they're kind of like a hedge fund within themselves. So they were like, yeah, we don't need it. we don't care. I mean, if you make money off this, we make money off this. So, um, right. uh, which kind of how these, you know, how businesses should kind of react. They shouldn't take a political or an idolization stance. So, All right. oh, yeah. Yeah. So, that, that, but, but I think that's, that's woken a lot of people up. I've, I, I've seen a lot of people get interested in shares now. And a lot of people that uh, got interested in, then. Lost interest straight away when they lost money straight away because they just think it's an easy game, which it Well, isn't. then it
2: went into a whole silver stock thing, which I kind of just saw bits and pieces of that. I didn't really catch the whole story on that, but everyone started buying silver then.
0: Yeah, silver silver is an interesting one. That that that's an interesting move. I don't think that was the majority of Wall Street uh, Wall Street bets guys. To be honest with you, I'll go into my analysis of it. Um, I I think that was more. Uh, the older, we'll, we'll say boomer class, uh, buying up silver because they think all their initial stock investments in uh, hedge funds, which they do have money in hedge funds, is going to get completely um, demolished and taken away from these Wall Street bets, dude. So I actually think it was the opposite that was buying silver not Wall Street bets.
1: Mm.
2: Interesting.
0: Yeah. yeah. And
1: I was curious if it was also meant to be a, a distraction like a hey look over here not over here at GME or at AMC or at these, yeah. uh, you know what I mean it was trying yeah, so to it, maybe it, split up the the, the group. Base.
0: Yeah. So mm-hmm. like every every mainstream media article was like Wall Street bets attacking silver but if you actually like this is this is why you've got to do your own information why you should not trust the media uh if you just clicked on the wall street bets subreddit which i did everyone mm. was saying don't buy silver there's a big transparency there like all you have to do is just click on the red subreddit uh yeah. to see to see the difference and everyone was there like oh you're talking about i'm not buying silver so
2: <laughs> well and on a separate note but since since Musk was the one who originally tweeted out the whole GameStop thing and sort of... Sort of, of that, What?
0: That's hilarious. Mo- it, Musk had his it, reasons to do that. Right.
2: right. But I just want to point out a few things about Musk. Um, you know he's part of the Giving Pledge, which is Bill Gates. And uh, the whole billionaire group of 20-something of them, I believe it is. Or maybe it's more than that now. Maybe it's the 20-something countries. But... I think it's less than a hundred of them billionaires that, that run a whole hell of a lot in this world. So anyway, just this week, it came out that his Neuralink project, you know, that he had put into two pigs where he's trying to connect human brains to computers, essentially. Um, and, and, and all under the premise that this has to do with the spine and the back and, and, uh, you know, healing from a medical standpoint there with the brain receptors and yada, yada, yada. However, if you watch his longer speeches about this and his team talk about it, they're talking about all kinds of fantastical things you can do like stepping into each other's minds and sharing information and basically downloading information as though you're downloading it straight from a computer and on and on and on. So anyways, he started with uh, doing this, testing this in two pigs, and we've now moved to a monkey.
1: Yeah, week. I saw that yeah I saw that yeah Elon Musk I've, I'm not a fan um although he has been kind of like at the forefront of this whole stonks thing over the past couple of weeks but yeah he's an interesting character it's almost like he plays both sides like it's, it's- like
2: he's the cool kid on the block to get the younger crowd rallied up and yeah. uh you know pushes the pushes the electric cars for the sustainability and he's part of the giving pledge and he's pushing this whole Neuralink thing. Yeah. And so there's a lot of things there, you know, he's the one who came out, I believe it was right around November 17th after the election saying these PCR tests are bogus. You know, I just tested and two of them were false and two of them were negative and two of them were positive. And what's going on with this? You guys remember that? Yeah. So that was yeah. after the election And uh, he pushed that back in November 17th. And whereas I'm sure there probably was validity to, we already knew that about the test. And so now we have the who coming out after the fact and saying, oh, well, as it turns out, we have the threshold set to, we need to dial those down a bit. And that's why we're getting some false positives. And so I feel like he oftentimes is is kind of trying to portray himself as the cool kid on the black who's in with all of us and really he's you know i'm 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 speculating folks i have not done a deep dive into him but
1: yeah i'm not gonna just
2: accuse any billionaire because they're a billionaire it doesn't you know not all billionaires are bad but
1: I see him as like a populist, or maybe he thinks he he is a populist, you know, that he's for the people, and he's looking out for the people. But this whole Neuralink thing, that's where I draw the line, because honestly, that is the thing that moves us into transhumanism and is the end of human beings as we know it and is the is the singularity i'm not okay with that in any way shape or form and he is the one spearheading it so i absolutely have a problem with that the giving
2: pledge is a big one for me
1: yeah yeah
2: but i mean these are people who want to rule the world that have you know committed to (sighs) philanthropy and various things to allegedly help humans and then after they die their money goes into this so they can everyone else can continue their work so yeah,
1: yeah. but right now he's pushing doge doge coin <laughs> <laughs> well, right. <He's> on-
0: <laughs> that's that people do know that's a joke coin yeah don't get <laughs> please 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 don't i mean it's it's an absolute joke of a coin. There's like ten billion in circulation, and it's at like five cents.
2: Yeah, but yeah.
0: Don't even bother.
2: Mm. <laughs> you know what I wonder. I wonder how Texans feel about him. Him going into Texas. You got Oracle Corporation. Um, you got Hewitt Packard. You know, you got or, some big tech got- and talk of Silicon Valley going over there. They're the second largest populated state in our country.
0: You got Joe Rogan moving there. Uh huh. The Rogan Movie Studios there.
2: So I just wonder. I wonder what how Texans feel about all that.
1: Mm. Kind of depends. I think that um, are, are they all moving to Austin because Austin is like so different from a lot of the rest of the state. There's,
2: there's, well, Hewitt Packard. Let's see. They they announced moving to Houston. Oracle was Austin. Um, I can't remember where. Um where musk is going exactly
1: yeah i think uh, because austin's uber liberal it's kind of got like a a west coast vibe um the rest of the the state is a lot more conservative although when you get into the cities the big cities again there's always that that element of more of like a metro liberal kind of side but it it seems
0: like the cities were the first and the easiest to to attack and push propaganda on city folk where they're the first ones to fall into the third
2: yeah yep well listen before we close out i just want to say today saki said even after you're vaccinated social distancing and mask wearing will be essential which we've been warning people about all year they you know they how many times did we hear gates and fauci say look until we get a vaccine out there nothing's going back to normal once we get a vaccine things can begin to go back to normal but oh no they're not and then now i haven't i haven't physically read this myself but numerous people are are stating that the packaging with the vaccines is saying um or the the big pharma is stating and again i have not looked this up yet um but it would not shock me if it said this based on the fact that it is an MRNA, you know, vaccine, non-vaccine, is that they're stating that it's not to prevent someone from getting COVID, but it's to prevent them from some of the symptoms. And yet then we've got the FDA saying it's what 94, 95% efficacy of what efficacy of what this isn't even a legitimate vaccine based on what scientists all around the world are saying nope it's so, not
1: there's no point what is the point of taking a vaccine for an illness that is 99.98% recovery for most people
2: anyways exactly
1: <laughs> And it's like exactly has so. issues with safety and efficacy itself so that's just insane it's I
2: insane love, I love that little meme you got pulled up through the dude walking in the bubble that's great <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness
1: oh it's crazy we got to get off this hamster wheel <laughs> yep, definitely
2: get off the hamster wheel take a break regroup and start working on solutions
0: yeah i got to start working on some more content i'm feeling a bit drained at the moment yeah i gotta go to the gym because smash that out today but i've been feeling a little bit uh, slumpy
2: everyone i've been talking to the past week has been extremely tired recently oh yeah no surprise no surprise extremely tired well rest up
1: take some time then get back to it that's yep. that's how we do
2: <laughs> that's how we roll
1: yep All right, guys. (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us here today on Dig It with a speaker, myself, The Sharp Edge, and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. Please be sure to share this podcast. We are on Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and YouTube. We'll see you back next time right here on Dig It.